Greetings and salutations, my little rebels. Come in and get comfy. Throw on your baddest look and your biggest boots and put those puppies into a stump, honey. Let's raise some hell. got the stump in there (laughs) that was pure hell with these boots are made for walking and this is episode 13 of comics youth radio presents lockdown at the disco a show made by and for young people uh, and the younger hearts such as fossils like me (laughs) i am your host amy roberts and this is the punk episode where we're going to be celebrating punk music and punk ethos at its finest By which I mean punk music made by marginalised people, punk music made by LGBTQIA plus people, punk music made by BAME musicians and activists, punk music made by women, and punk music made by allies who use their privilege for goods. Um, As someone who has been in punk bands and in the punk scene since I was a teenager, I know from first-hand experience how so much of it can still be dominated by white, cisgender, heterosexual, macho, male nonsense. Um, It's not always intentional by the people in these scenes, but 
There also isn't always a lot of action put into place to make punk scenes, at least at a local level, more inclusive and diverse. And when any scene is predominantly occupied by one type of person, it isn't always conducive to making anyone outside of that identity feel like they belong or are welcome there. So this episode is to remind each and every one of you to occupy and reclaim those spaces. You know, punk is for everyone and should be used to support and to elevate marginalized voices and issues above all else. Um, As a minor note on the content of today's episode, while every effort has been taken to keep explicit language out of the playlist here today, there may still be a few odds and ends of uh, kind of... Uh, off-colour language, shall we say, that might still sneak in, um, and topics of conversation that may not be suitable for younger listeners, so parental discretion is advised. Um, There might also just be a couple um, of content warnings involved. Uh, We do touch upon uh, some issues concerning the safety of women and marginalised people within punk scenes and at shows as well, so if that's something that you might be triggered by, Uh, please be aware that I will be discussing a few points like that within the show. But let's get right into it, shall we? And keep getting raucous. Uh, This is Limp Wrist with Thick Skin. Yeah. 
good is that though? Um, that was phenomenal 90s feminist punk band Spitboy with Isolation Burns. And I think they're probably one of the most underrated punk bands of that era, to be honest. When we talk about 90s feminist punk rock, we often only talk about Riot Girl and bands like Bikini Kill, Sleeza Kinney, uh, or Bratmobile. And, you know, that's a great scene and those are brilliant bands, but there are quite rightly remains a lot of conversation about how white the Riot Girl scene was and how it wasn't the most inclusive, particularly at a time when there was a huge swathe of political and social activism taking place in the US concerning systemic racism, something which was more or less excluded from much of the dialogue that got raised in Riot Girl lyrics and subsequent activism involved within that scene. And despite being a band made up solely of women who aggressively criticise gender roles and patriarchal systems, Spitboy have always maintained that they were not a part of that scene and actually conspicuously separated themselves from it instead. And instead they identified themselves as simply being punk rock, pure and simple. Um, It's also interesting to note that Spitboy are a band made up of Chicana women, which is a chosen identity for people of Mexican descent. Um, And that meant that while they may have touched upon similar topics to many other Riot Girl bands, that their perspective and experience was markedly different than those of their white contemporaries, like Kathleen Hanna um, or Carrie Brownstein. Um, But they deserve to be held at just as high reverence as those bands, in my opinion. Uh, likewise, Adrian Drugas, who is the lead vocalist for Spitboy, also has what I think is one of the greatest punk vocals in the history of the genre as well. So let's just take a moment to recognize and respect that fact, shall we? She went on to sing with fellow Anaco punk band Aus Rotten for a while too, and some of the songs that she did with that band remain uh, some of Aus Rotten's best, so... By all means, hunt down some more Spitboy, try and root out those Else Rotten songs that Adrian Drugas also sings on because they will blow your mind. They're so good. Um, and uh, yeah, thanks for listening to my TED talk on Spitboy, everyone. <laughs> There'll be plenty more of this type of thing as the episode goes on. I hope you're ready for it. Um, Next up is uh, incredible Kenyan punk band Crystal Axis with Nyayo House. Um, I've definitely mispronounced that. You know, it's difficult being Scouse. Everything gets mispronounced and I just, I'm sorry. <laughs> we have our own way of saying things, don't we, in Liverpool? Um, oh, I don't know. Maybe one day I'll learn how to say, say things properly. Um, so yeah, this is Crystal Axis and it was requested by Tom.
Robert's all in your head Mama says she's here, she's on the other side Mama said this fear and surgeon's gotta die Mama, we don't know what we've all become Cause your son's so numb to what they've all done
so uh, let's just pretend like uh, that uh, that naughty word didn't slip in there on the Crystal Axis one. <laughs> you know, I do my best to proof these songs and sometimes they just slip past me. Um, anyway, that was What Kind of Monster Are You by Slant Six, which is a great anthem about refusing to be intimidated by trash, hateful people. Um, resilience in the face of hatred and in the face of cruelty is punk rock, honey. It's what it's all about. Uh, and that brings us into a conversation about being a good ally um, and helping to protect people against, you know, those kinds of attitudes. Um, because even if we exist within a marginalized identity ourselves, there are still other identities that exist, which, you know, we may not um belong to those communities and they need our additional support and in turn those identities hopefully extend the same support to your identity and this is especially important if you exist within an identity which most would consider to be privileged you know the mainstream idea of punk rock is that it's music that has been made in the most part by white heterosexual cisgender men And a lot of hardcore punk in particular existed for a long time on the concept of macho men with big muscles stomping around, hurling fists at one another and puffing out their big mighty chests at the big bad world and, you know, getting completely loaded and partying all the time and uh, that's fine for them, like, you do you, honey. But that's also super alienating to anyone who isn't a big white cisgender heterosexual grok who just wants to get wrecked 24-7. And that brings us to Ian McKay of bands like Fugazi and Minor Threat. McKay is credited with having coined the term straight edge to describe a personal ideology that promotes abstinence from alcohol and drugs taken as a particular pushback against this notion that punk rock has to be, you know, debaucherous and wild and drug-addled and party, party, party in order to be valid. Um, McKay understood the carnage that indulging in such a lifestyle can cause, and not just on an individual level either, but how that spreads within communities and how it affects communities. And an interesting element of that is how McKay was compelled to promote his gigs as being spaces free of drugs or alcohol as a way to also protect women. And I think about this a lot. Um, And I love that McKay used his privilege to do this and took such a bold stance against it, particularly when it upset so many of his male peers in the punk scene by doing so. You know, he was an outspoken feminist ally amongst other shows of allyship in a scene that was becoming increasingly macho. Um, So this next song that I'm going to play is by his band Fugazi, and it's called Suggestion. And it's written from the perspective of a woman. Um, Now, many feminists at that time and since took a big issue with the fact that this dude had the gall to write a song from this perspective. And Kathleen Hanna of Bikini Kill actually once said of this song, I have issues with Ian McKay, who I love, singing as if he was a woman. But that song changed my life because it was the first time I ever heard a man singing about something that was predominantly a woman's issue. Um, yeah, see what you make of it. I know I have my own idea about it, um, and I'm not going to share it. 
Um, but I think you probably know that I love it. <laughs> Otherwise, why would I be blasting it? Uh, this is Suggestion by Fugazi.
my war 
by Black Flag. Um, and that's one of my favorite, favorite, favorite songs of all time. Um, a great song about, you know, sometimes you're friends with someone and after a while you kind of see them for who they really are and you realize, oh, you have really bad opinions on some things and um, yeah, and it's like, you're one of them and I don't think I want to be your mate anymore because like, you're not changing your mind anytime soon and this kind of sucks. Um, and I think that's very a very prescient uh, idea, particularly for this age of social media where you think you know someone so well and then all of a sudden, you know, they'll post a really problematic status or tweet or Instagram post and you'll be like, oh, damn, uh, guess you're not who I thought you were. Um, anyway, Black Flag, uh, another band uh, from the same scene as Fugazi. Um, and this song kind of came out around the same time of Suggestion as well. Um, and they were a great band for being allies for a lot of causes as well. Um, and for a while in the 80s, they had a phenomenal female bass player by the name of Kira Rosler, who I love because she used to dress conspicuously femme sometimes as a means to provoke an audience who are often super macho. Um, and it was during this particular lineup of Black Flag in the 80s, which also saw lead singer Henry Rollins, uh, my, my dear punk rock husband, um, take the reins as the front man of the band. And he's a super interesting, intelligent and outspoken guy worth checking out if you don't know much about him. Um, you know, he's uh, kind of a little bit of a punk rock renaissance man, shall we say. You know, he's a musician. He does a really cool podcast. Um has an encyclopedic knowledge of music. Um, he's written stuff. He's done kind of not great stand-up comedy, but he gave it his best. Um, and he's been an actor, you know. He's um, like, he was in Lost Highway, a lot of bad B-movies. Um, and also like, he showed up on an episode of RuPaul's Drag Race once, which was like, however you feel about RuPaul or Drag Race, pretty amazing to see uh the former lead singer of black flag um be on there um and something that i always loved about henry is that though he looked like the stereotypical macho hardcore dude you know super muscular and tough like a neck that's the size of garston do you know what i mean he also used this part of his identity to challenge toxic masculinity at punk shows and to keep guys in check in the crowd who are perhaps not being cool to women or even to other guys. You know, if he saw any violence in the crowd or any creeps are creeping, um, he was big and tough enough that he could flick them away and put a stop to whatever they were doing. And I absolutely can't get enough of vibes like that. You know, people who use their power and their privilege for good and to change things from within. Um, and now we have a couple of songs uh, requested by Zoe, one of our wonderful resident punks here at Comics Youth, who we miss very, very much. Uh, this is Fallout by Days and Days. Whoa, whoa, whoa. 
was against me with true trans soul rebel and it's been so wonderful to see laura jane grace who is at the forefront of that band continue to be such a bold and outspoken role model for the transgender community within music um and as we start wrapping up here a little bit today a reminder that punk rock is and always will be the music of outsiders It belongs to the queer kids, to women, to trans and non-binary people, to the working classes, to neuroatypical folk, and to BAME communities. It's the music of people who are proud to not fit within whatever society considers to be standard and normal. And for those who are totally okay to live beyond those boundaries too, because like, who wants to be normal, honey, you know? It's the music of people who have decided that they don't want to have to live within the same structures and systems that have failed them time and time again, or told them that they are somehow worth less than whatever society has deemed to be the default person. You know, punk is about building your own structures and systems and creating your own scenes in communities wherein you find belonging and strength. It's a method for dismantling the things that have held you back or held you down and for creating somewhere or something where you can be yourself and speak your truth as loudly as you want to. That's what DIY or Die is all about, babe. Uh, This next track is Like Pacific and it was requested by Lucas M who has said that when he saw them live he was obviously very impressed by the gay frontman of the band uh, when he apparently said something along the lines of Follow me on Insta via HotGayDaddy69. I'm not a dad, but I am gay and sweaty. (laughs) We stan. We stan. Um, This is Distant uh, by, like, Specific. No, have I said that wrong? I'm laughing too much. Like Pacific, not like Specific. Oh, goodness gracious. I need more coffee.
was Garden by Meet Me at the Altar. And it was also a request from Lucas. Um, and he says of the band, they're a three-piece pop-punk band made up of women of colour and they're sick. The vocalist is killer, the drummer slaps, and the guitarist is... Mwah! That noise was supposed to be a chef's kiss, by the way. I'm not sure that such a thing translates too well over a podcast, but it is what it is. Um, And I wanted to give an extra huge shout out to Lucas here on today's show as he's currently recovering from a very exciting operation and we're just absolutely thrilled for him. Um, Plenty of ice cream and comic books and loud music and sourdough bread for you, sir. Um, And we hope you recover swiftly and comfortably and all of us adore you here at Comics Youth. So bravo, sir. Bravo. Uh, And that's us done for another week. Um, Next week's episode... Oh my goodness, what was that? Next week's episode is going to be all about comic books. Uh, I mean, it's about time too, right? Uh, It's a big part of what we do here at Comics Youth after all. So we're going to be talking about our fave comics and playing tracks inspired by comic books and tracks that have been on the soundtracks to various TV and movie adaptations of comic books and manga over the years. So if you have anything you want to contribute to that, then feel free to drop me a line via amy at comicsyouth.co.uk and we'll make that happen. Um, And suffice it to say, this episode um, made everyone very excited um, to have a punk episode. So I think there may be a round two uh, in our future coming up. So if you do happen to have any punk tunes that fit our ethos here at Comics Youth that you want to hear, then by all means, also email me about them. Uh, Maybe we can get them played on the next one. Uh, And shout out to um, Anna at Comics Youth and their husband, Gary, uh, who sent me a big list of amazing punk songs um after i'd already filled the playlist we'll get them on don't you worry um so round two look forward to that one uh and until next time stay safe stay sassy and my goodness stay punk uh (laughs) this is x-ray specs with artificial and it's about to go off you know uh bye Uh, Show! Show, 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 show.